Hasta la vista, baby. Think I'm crying? There's no crying in baseball! I'll get you my pretty, and your little dog too! King Kong ain't got shit on me! It's showtime. Hello and welcome to this okay. week's episode of the Rewind It Back podcast. So this week we are kicking off a new category that often gets brought up sometimes in this podcast. Um, the topic of could this movie be made today? And so for this stretch, we're doing a lot of movies that are would, were made back in the early 2000s, 90s, 80s, 70s that would for sure shit not get made today. Um, whether one wants to call it cancel culture or simply Hollywood ad- adapting to this ever-changing world around them. And the entertainment industry now for the better part of probably a decade, it's consistently changing as to what's acceptable in content. You know, things were once a you know commonplace, have become a taboo, which a lot of good handful of these movies that we talk about would be considered controversial and would not be this, made the same way today or at all. And this movie, along with a lot of others, we're going to have come down the stretch. They have some have jokes that we've been considered racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Others have just entire plot points that are simply do not would not stand the test of time today. And yeah, this is the I just think this is a good topic for us to uh, to talk about is the movies that would not get made. So without further ado, the movie we're going to discuss tonight has everything in it. There's horny kids in high school trying to get laid, racism, even some child abuse. We're going to discuss 1981's Porky's. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee-wee and his pals. Tommy, Mickey, Tim, and the biggest man on campus. Why do they call you meat? Because it's so big? When they're not in class, they're into everything. But what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. I left my idea. Here, use this one. That's my Bible school part. Unfortunately, we can only show you the outside of Porky's. Because what goes on inside is not to be believed. Boy, the locker room. Oh, it turned me on. We'd like to show you more of the locker room, but this kind of physical education just isn't taught. We can't show you more of the shower scene. Because what they're looking at isn't watered down. They want us to look. They want us to look. Porky. You too will be back for a second look. So Porky's was a massive hit in its day. Uh, it made around $160 million on a $5 million budget. And it inspired a shit ton of imitators, such as American Pie. But in the grand scheme of things, this wouldn't be made today. It's just the story of unpopular kids in high school. They're nerds. And they, it's, even though it was made in 1981, it takes place in 1954 in Florida in a high school 
yeah, I don't know about you guys or anyone else, but I thought this movie was hysterical. This was only my my second time seeing it. The first time I saw it was back in middle school, probably after a dance in the in, in middle school on a Friday night. But no, this was just a good movie. Just a what every dude talked about in high school. You know, they'll do your your two yeah your teenage years and you know you're you know you got a group of buddies that you just you know just bust each other's balls and but you know when when things go bad for any one of you that they're they always are there for you and, and stick around when things turn serious and just watching this movie or like any other movie like old school or american pie just always for me brings back you know just dumb shit that i used to do in middle school and high school i'm sure you guys could agree well, there were no cell phone cameras. It was amazing. No, we. So, I think our listeners probably know this, but Bill and I grew up together in middle school and high school, and we and we've known each other for twenty five plus years now at this point. And I think in our collective youths, we've done some pretty stupid stuff akin to this movie, maybe not to the extent of uh, sticking our dicks through shower uh, through shower uh, pressure water adjusters and. Having the gym teacher you know, yank on on the crank, so to speak, but you know we've uh, we've done some dumb stuff, and every time I see this movie or I see something like it, I I, I just got I get a laugh at some of the you know stupid stuff that we did as kids, and how thankfully, as Tim noted, social media didn't exist in our youth. Can't do stupid things anymore. No, oh my god, no. Oh my god, no. Because everyone's got a high quality video camera in their pocket anymore. And, and so remember, I'm glad and that, feel- that we escaped that problem as youth. But there'd be a lot of people in jail, especially if uh, if you did if you pulled a press shower prank like that, right? Somebody records that that gets up on the internet. That school's again shut down for an investigation. <laughs> it's going to be all over the news, especially the hype, the hyper local news. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're not you're not going to see the light of day for a very very long time, or you'll be paying off your lawyer fees for the rest of your life. You're not in a good spot. And you didn't have that fear of like, you know, we didn't see any trouble in breaking the law as long as no one got hurt. <laughs> you know, you make a good point, Tim. Like, you know, I think anymore, you know, there used to be a concept called the folly of youth, right? Where kids would just, you know, screw up because they lacked the better judgment and the social grace not to screw up. And movies like this and American Pie and Super Bad and similar movies of this type, you really capture that dynamic pretty well i think but this one is the grandfather of them all because it's hysterical and it just and it's so off the wall right i mean the first time i saw this i was about 13 and it was on comedy central which for our younger listeners used to be a tv channel that played stand-up comedy and raunchy movies like this at all hours of the day i'm not sure if it even exists anymore because i don't have cable anymore but um it used to be a fun TV channel to watch, and, th- and this was on late night, and I watched it when I was like 13, and now I'm old, and I come back to it every so often and just laugh my ass off. They, you told me about the folly of youth. It also goes to, you know, they wanted to go to this place so bad. You know what I mean? They were so intent on just like scamming on girls and stuff, right? Yeah. But what do we all know that happens, gentlemen? We all know that this happens. The fantasy never lives up to the reality. And this movie is just like the, the picture-perfect example of that. Of what you have built up in your head of like being smooth and it's going to get everything's going to go easy. It never does. It never, it never goes the way you planned it. Every now and then you can get a perfect night where there's, you know, your shenanigans lead you to where you thought you were going to end up, but it almost (laughs) never does. You know, this will make sense to Bill, but Tim, when we were growing up in in the Warrington, Jamison, Warmster area, 
there used to be um, this multicolored building on Route 611. I, I know the building. I've never you been know inside, about? I know, I've driven by the building. And yeah. so, Shitty well, you, know, you know, I think at some point all of us have joked about trying to go. It, for our listeners, it was a it was a strip club. I forget the name of it. I know the name of it. Do you want me to say it on the air? It's kind of you know, it's kind of fine. raunchy. It was called the Shitty Titty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. But I remember. I think we all talked about it, like on the bus and stuff when we were kids, going to this multi this multicolored building strip club, and there was another one called Double Visions, you know, and I think also in Warrington, and we used to talk, we joked about going to that when we were kids, and this movie is just, it's just so on point, and the thing is, it's like 1954 to 1999 when we were all kids, nothing's changed. You know, no, uh, our, our grandparents were our grandparents were just like us. Yeah, and there's a place on uh, 309 called Susie's Lounge, and it's the same thing. The building has not changed, and I just moved back to the area after being away for four years. I'm driving on 309 Saturday. Guess what's still there? And there's still people in the parking lot, and there's yep. still kids going in, and they think that it, it's like Porky's because that was like the reputation that <laughs> I had. And there's somebody who was doing the same thing that I was doing 20 years ago, and they're going to find out the hard way. Fancy never lives up to the reality. It's like it's like getting the scrambled porn on TV. You're like a Skinamax at late nights, and you're like trying to adjust the TV antennas to get that just bl- you know that pixelated titty going across the TV screen. <laughs> oh god, hysterical! Oh man, see, but this movie captures that so well. I mean, because it takes place in a high school, and it's just raunchy high school kids, and they're looking to get laid or do other dumb shit, and they get in trouble on multiple sides of the law. And it's Florida, so anything goes. I mean, you can do pretty much oh. whatever you want now. And back then, forget it. <laughs> so, so one of the things that Bill mentioned earlier on the show was that this is the first episode in a series of episodes about movies that can't get made today. And so if you just kind of zoom out and look at this movie at a very high level, what you find is that it, hit, it hits all the high notes of of cancel of modern cancel culture and modern, I guess we'll call it softness for lack of a better term. It's got misogyny. It's got dick jokes. It's got racism. It's got bigotry. It's got prostitution all rolled into one 98 minute, nine, and corrupt cops and, you know, illegal booze, you know, child, child abuse. It's all rolled into one 98-minute package. It doesn't need any character development. It doesn't need any sort of depth. It's just bang, 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 four subplots together. It's got you know, two teachers banging in a, in an upper level of a gym. Yeah. Like that would never get made today in a modern in a modern in a modern film script. Never. Never get written in. Which is why this movie's so great. No, it's definitely um it's definitely you know, we talk about like Sometimes music, TV shows. Sometimes you just need to have junk food every now and then. You have a cheat day. It's not going to make the National Library of Congress. You know what I mean? No. It's just, it's just something that's on on a Friday night and no one's around. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I'll give this a spin again. Yeah, you know, go get a six pack of Miller High Life and enjoy yourself in front of your television. Just going to the characters now. The one of the main Wisdom. characters, the Pee Wee. Uh, not Pee Wee Herman, but uh, that's his nickname in the movie Pee Wee. He's like he he <laughs> looks like a young Janos Poha from Ghostbusters too, and he's the horn, he's the horniest kid in the group of, of friends. Like they're all horny, but he is fucking horny. And um, he's uh when we all had that friend growing up, you know, like he would you know. He, when you're, I don't know, 13, you know, that's when, you know, you start, you know, oh my God, like, look at that chest, look at that ass. But like, now he's like 18 and like his, 
his goal is to lose his virginity come hell or high water just to have as much sex as possible and you know like we we again we all knew a friend like that maybe we even had that mindset um I mean, that's just you know that's just a portion of just of growing up as a as a guy and that's what it was all about <laughs> now that being said some of the events that took place in this movie like uh destroying a nightclub or sticking your dick <laughs> through a, a faucet in the in the girl's shower spying on the girl's locker room undressing like you, that that would not happen gotta... like to any of us like that's and but that the, the point my point is is that's why we have films like this is yeah. the kind of shit that you think about in your head and you talk about your buddies when you're 13 or 14 years old but like when films like this get made it's like they take the idea that's in our heads and they try to show what would happen if the things actually yeah. played out, you know, it, it really feels like at times this script was written by a 15 year old kid who had a boner. I mean, just absolute hysterical, just like, like, I guess, you know, it's funny, like it really in a modern school, like our high school bill, right? There was no way you could, for one thing, it was all modernized, right? So there wasn't like a crawl space behind the showers. It was accessible by a window that that you could crawl into and then you know and lift up some corroded pipes, right? Like there was no way. But like I guess in 1954 in Florida, tot window access, like it, like it really just it's perfect. Like everything here is perfect. Yeah, we're not eleven kids. I remember when the locks started going up in the schools after not eleven. And uh, you forget something, you're like, I can't get back in my own building. Why? You forgot your card. I yeah. need a card? What? But back then, oh, game yeah, over, man. You can crawl anywhere you wanted. Yeah, I mean, and, the, and all these kids were loitering outside of the Angel Beach High School. Like, just, did they actually go to class? Besides playing in gym, which you saw a lot of gym class. But, like, it just, I mean, things are so different now. And that's why I think I like this movie, because it takes you back to a different time when things were different. And I'm more relaxed. Yeah, if you wanted to see something like this as a 13-year-old kid, you had to wait till it came on TV. You didn't have these devices that are attached to our hands and our fingers all day where kids are desensitized to this kind of stuff. That you don't have to wait for the scramble channel or for Porky's to come on. It's at your fingertips as soon as you own the device. That's fair. Bill was right, though. Um, Pee Wee Morris was the, was the horniest group character of this you know, motley bunch. And he also apparently that. he also apparently had a little dick. Apparently, why they called him? Apparently, <laughs> I, we can't say for certain, but he was sitting there measuring with a growth chart. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> and the, that scene with uh, Cherry Forever. Gentlemen, gentlemen, this is Miss Cherry Forever. <laughs> Cherry, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. Cough. <laughs> and, uh, Cherry, this is Pee-wee. I'll say. What do you use for a jock strap, kid? Have you not shelled a rubber band? Hey. We're gonna have to tie a board across his ass. He's liable to fall in. <laughs> Bastard Tommy. <laughs> Save your energy needle, Dick. You're gonna need it. Okay. Oh, God. And, uh, this is Tim. Hi, Tim. Howdy. Uh, Cherry, meet Frank Bell. It's crooked, Frankie. You've been screwing around corners. And this is the pride of Angel Beach, Anthony Tuparello, affectionately known as Meat. My God, the boy's deformed. Oh, good Lord. 
Oh my God, you're deformed. <laughs> oh, meat. <laughs> yeah, meat. Yeah, that guy's name nickname was Meat. Um, but I think oh, that my favorite character had to be Miss Ballbreaker or Ballbreaker. I mean, that's the joke. Oh, right? Coach Bachacha. <laughs> Yeah, oh, she the, was just the gym boy. teacher. She was like, oh, she, she was, was the worst. She was on a witch, like she was on a witch hunt to, to, uh, to, to get that guy who, um, I forget what his name is in the movie, but the guy who stuck his Tommy Turner, Tommy Turner, Tom, Tommy Turner. And that scene, and that scene where she's trying to explain it to the superintendent, she's like, I know what this looks like. Like, I, I specifically remember what it looks like. It had a mole on it. We just need to line up all the men. I can spot it. And like that whole scene where like. The gym teachers, and it's one of those scenes where it's like, it, it reminded me of that 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 Family Guy shtick with Peter falling down and like you hitting his knee and goes ah ah, like it was just it was one of those scenes where like it just went on too long, but like the longer it went on, like the the funnier, a little bit more funny it got because the gym teachers back there are just making jokes left and right of like they're dying, yeah, they're dying back there. One guy's like biting his hand, trying not to laugh. He's trying to be a serious <laughs> adult. <laughs> He's asking for a dick lineup of five high school kids. <laughs> Statutory rape, man. Can't do that now. Really. <laughs> I mean, even in 1950. Yeah, but Tim, even in 1954, that was, was a wrong. ludicrous yeah. suggestion. Like, I don't think that would have worked in any era of time. No. Having five dudes, having five young men line up with the, with the dicks out and letting a female gym teacher. It's got a mole on it. I recognize that dick. And we're talking a lot about dicks right now, but I have to say that the the, <laughs> the ones like this here, we, this. here we go. This movie is that. That's what it's it's synonymous with with that scene with the him sticking his dick through the in the in the shower scene. But that th- that scene like that's that's just a like five minutes, and it doesn't take place until like later in the film. But like that's the scene that sticks out. But like there's also the um you know the scene with with Kim Cattrall. That Kim Cattrall, she's known for this movie and Sex in the City. That's it throughout her whole yeah. career. With uh, yep. what's what's her face, Miss Honeywell, and then how she howls yep. like a dog when she's having sex. Lassie, um, yeah, Lassie. That's what her nickname was. Who oh, somehow got aroused by the smell of dirty gym laundry? What the yeah, fuck? the smell of a dirty ball sack, like a sweaty nutsack jockstrap. And she just and she she was like just she just grabbed that guy's dick and it's like let's go. Yeah. He's trying to like put socks in her mouth to shut her up the whole yeah, yeah, that's the end. <laughs> He's like remember- trying to basically strangle her to stop you stop stop screaming. And that's a that's that's a smell that you don't forget. And I remember in no, ta- in Taminand, oh, uh, Joe, you know? our uh, our gym teacher. You know who I'm mm. talking about? The bald one. I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> do you remember when he would like and you knew the smelly kids were in your class but like do you remember like mm-hmm. when he would call them flat out on the floor like every two weeks like it was like a rule in the gym like you it was a rule you had to take your gym clothes home like every other week to wash them and there was just some kids who didn't and our gym teacher yep. he did was not afraid to call a certain individual out on the floor in front of yep. everybody but like take your clothes home you fucking stink I know who you're talking. I know who you're talking about. That's just nasty. And so our old gym teacher was in the Navy. And so he's real stickler for discipline. And yeah, he was. He uh and he wasn't having any of this one person's um lack of personal hygiene. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> but see, this is exactly what this movie is. It's like our middle school experience, but like 50 years in the past because nothing's changed. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. Re- and it's, and it's, and it's relevant, too. 
it's, like, it's, again, it's, it's exactly what we experienced. And you and know then, what I bet those guys are today? Like I bet they're only politicians and judges. I don't think House. this guy is, man. I a think fucking this... senator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blue Tar- um, senator Blutarski, please. But, um, no, but I don't think any but, of these cast of characters would be anything particular. And then that's what they had, like in order, like essentially, like obtain porn. They had to like go great lengths, climbing through windows, looking through walls, spying on girls, being naked in the shower. Jesus Christ, it's the mother load. I've never seen so much war. You can knit a sweater. This has got to be the biggest beaver shoot in the history of Florida. Damn it. What's wrong? It's Barbara McNeil. I can't see a thing, damn it. Would you be quiet? You're starting to leave shit. Hey, beat it, did you? But I'm missing it, man. Would you shut up and you stay on your side? God damn it, will you move it, you lard ass? <laughs> Look at all the rug in that shower. <laughs> you can knit a sweater. Nice beaver. <laughs> oh my god. But no, like you know, like you like talked about earlier, like everything is in your pocket now on your phone. Yeah. Music, movies. Porn, the amount of like great lengths you had to go through to get porn. any content you want is just oh ready to go. God. Joe, I think the first time I saw porn was probably at your house in your bedroom in seventh grade because you just had this high speed fucking internet system, and the amount that you had, <laughs> the amount that you had would make Hugh Hefner blush. I'm sure, I'm sure. And now that I'm in my, what did you have on there, man? What were you doing? Uh, don't, don't worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. it, it was probably still dial up internet though, right? Uh, uh in two in the early two thousands. This was what ninety eight, ninety nine? Ninety nine. We were still dial up, but yeah. you know, never uh never put the uh n- you know, my uh my immense brain power sometimes can do other good other things besides schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> Don't question I, I I had to take a um Bill, you know this guy. I had to take a certain individual. I had to, you know, for the summer I was basically driving him back and forth to work. I got paid. I was I would have did it for free anyway. But um, I pick him up one day. He got this huge computer tower in his arms, and he goes, "Don't ask me any questions. We have to go to Best Buy." And he's like talking to the guy, and I think he might even slid him some money. Like, like, don't worry about what's on you. Just fix it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all knew somebody like that in the past. That somebody was me for Bill and my group of friends. But we all we all knew somebody like that. I don't think you ever got caught though, Joe. No, by God, no. I was too good for that. But I knew <laughs> we knew people that got caught though. Oh, I know, I know, yeah, we knew I know. people. Oh, you I know knew, what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, he they can catch people, but, but, the, but I guess the, the high level point of that, Tim, is that like we basically we uh we uh lived this lifestyle, right? Like we did these stupid things, not to this level because we were you know we, we couldn't in modern you know late 90s early 2000s america but we still did this stupid shit that you'd find in this movie which is why this is sort of like a nostalgic run yeah it was hard work being a deviant yes it was they had yeah, a work- it was it was an they, actual they like, time job in some cases i mean these kids had i mean they had fake ids and they were going to the to porky's bar to try to get a prostitute and they were doing all kinds of like they had to work at this like it was easier for us a little bit but yeah they actually had to put this 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 big plan together and because ha- Porky's bar sat on 
kind of like out in the lake in the water a little bit. And you know they had. To oh, it was up... Florida, D-U-H, definitely. <laughs> so they had to come up come up with this plan in order to like take the like pull down the pillars and have it fall into the water, and make sure you're getting across uh you know county lines and you're not to deal with the uh the cops Por- Porky's brother who is the sheriff of the town, which is just perfect, right? It's like cor- again corrupt cops, which is not necessarily a scene that wouldn't get made today. There are plenty of movies that get made about corrupt police officers with the mafia or with other organized crime but this was just it was like you know alabama organized crime right or in florida in this case like just <laughs> complete redneck bullshit redneck riviera yeah that's really i mean just hysterical and but, back in the 50s florida was really underdeveloped i mean it was like you get like a small sense of normalcy surrounded by corrupt cops swamps and gators yeah but not even that like for our listeners 1954 florida is pre-disney florida Oh yeah, so the families down there. No, this is just rednecks, and 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 I think like if you look at the the main characters of this movie, you got you kind of got a mix of everything. You got some you got some Guidos, you got some rednecks, you got some you know I guess uptight little Irish kids like Pee Wee, and they all kind of mix together as a group of friends. But I also like the fact, I mean, Bill. I think you, I think you pointed this out, but that there was a strong camaraderie among the among these guys, right? You know, they all were you know, giving each other an incredibly hard time about Pee Wee trying to have sex for the first time in some capacity or other with a prostitute or with that girl Wendy who he was trying to to land, and uh, you know, and so they gave him a hard time for it because it's what friends do. I mean, it's just kind of how life works. But then when shit hit the fan, when they when Mickey got beat up by the by the Porky's guys, or for the for the second or, time, or uh, for the second time, he got hospitalized, or when, or when <laughs> he, uh, he got like six shades of shit beat out of him. Yeah, he got messed up pretty good. Or when Kavanaugh's father beat him up. Yeah, for, because for, uh, the for losing Kavanaugh. a fight. To, yeah, that that's actually a pretty pretty sad part of the movie, right? Yeah, well, that was the one thing I meant that had this movie had like essentially child abuse in it. Yeah, and the. Kavanaugh, who was the the bully in the yeah, so for uh, our listeners who haven't seen the movie yet, or hopefully we'll see it soon. One of the main characters is a kid named Tim Kavanaugh, who's on the basketball team with the school, and he doesn't like the other uh, new guy at school who's Jewish. His name is I think is Brian or Bob Schwartz. Brian and Schwartz. And of course, he 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 kind of gives him a hard time because he's Jewish, calls him some Jewish slurs that I won't repeat on uh on live. And then they get into a fist fight after school, and Schwartz knows jujitsu and you know beats him up pretty good, but but sends him on his way, you know, without any problem. He comes back the next day, his dad kicked the shit out of him for losing to a a, a Jew in a fist fight. So definitely a low point in the movie, relevant to the movie's camaraderie aspects, but a low point just the same. It's yeah, definitely a bummer. Kind of remind me of like that movie, The Great Santini, with Duvall, mm. where he just constantly beating up on his kids for, for, you know, just like the most minute thing you possibly imagine. Different times. Yeah, but again, different times, yes, but the elements of camaraderie haven't changed, right? No. I mean, like, I know, like, Bill and I in our in our small circle of four or five other friends would do exactly the same thing as these guys did if someone got, in a, got you know, abused by the parent or, you know, something else would happen that required us to work together as a team. We've done this stupid shit before, but, like, if somebody needs help, your friends are there, and that's important. No, oh, yeah, you just gotta stop what you're doing. It's no, you don't even think about it. Yeah, even today, like if someone needs something, you could call any one of us, and we're there. 
whatever you need. Yeah, and growing up with our group of friends, Joe. I mean, if I may, you were you were the fat kid in the group, please. And we all we still all am. obviously still am, Bill. Still am it. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all you know put on some pounds, all of us. So, but marriage, anyway, marriage my, does that to a man. Yeah, <laughs> but no. But my point is, is that you know you were the, the our our fat friend, and we b- always mercilessly busted your stones for it. But if anyone else ever called <laughs> out of our circle of friends ever gave you shit for being fat, taking baseball bats to their knees. Yeah, it was so never me chasing somebody around at four in the morning looking for somebody on the on the streets of Ocean City, Maryland. I mean, did I do that for my health? No. no. Yeah. But you no. can do it. Yeah. And so and so I think this movie hits a lot of high points when it comes to friendship, camaraderie, and sort of the uh the growing the experience of growing up when you, you know, are just quite frankly a horny teenager. And but for a lot of reasons, this movie would likely not get made today. And we talked about some of them before. We're like with, you know, the racism, like in the beginning of the movie, for example, they had hot, they were staging um, like a, prost- a prostitute to have sex with like five or six of them at one time. And they hired a black guy to play her husband and try to kill them with a fake machete. And um, <laughs> that was a great scene. The white, I, th- I think it was Mickey. He calls him the N word. It's like, can't do that. And a white guy calling a black person that in a modern movie just doesn't happen anymore. Like it just doesn't, you just know that, especially in that sort of like, it was meant to be like, this guy was a racist prick in the beginning of the movie. Like it was meant to show that he was a racist prick. And so that would be cast all white. Do you know what I mean? Like all privileged. Yeah. Like you just, today it just doesn't fit with like the modern demographic. It doesn't matter what part of the country you live in. Yeah. And so stuff like that wouldn't happen. Obviously the crude sexual stuff, would not happen in a movie today. I mean, I don't think if you were to hand hand a producer a script that had three uh, had a dude eighteen years old sticking his dick through a um, shower old, a former shower handle, <laughs> but just to let you know high school girls look at it from the other side of the wall, I would like to think that script would probably get thrown in the trash pretty quickly. And to take it a little bit further, too, the gym teacher grabbed a hold of it to the other end and held you up against the wall with it. Yanking the crank, so to speak. (laughs) So it's just like there's so many elements in this movie that while those elements make this movie fantastic and funny and a nice trip down nostalgia for us and who are in this age group, 35, 40 years old, just... You don't see that in movies today. Like, 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 I can't think of a movie in the last like maybe eight to ten years that has this type of sort of raunchy humor in it. You could argue probably Super Bad has something similar to it, or like American Pie that was nineteen ninety nine was another one. But even then, there were was, light versions of this. Yeah, they were yeah, like the light, yeah, very light. But I mean, and and, and even in nineteen ninety nine, I mean, American Pie was sort of pushing that limit at the time. With Jay, you know, with uh, you know, pork and a pie, so to speak. Oh, they had to cut and, that in Bandcamp. Yeah, if you ever saw the unrated version of that, so I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't. But if you, I rented the unrated version of it, and it was NC seventeen. Like it was a lot yeah. more raunchy than whoever saw it in the theaters. Yeah, and so I mean, I think, and I, I mean, I really do think that the last sort of semi raunchy comedy like this was probably super bad. That was two thousand eight. We were in college at the time. Even that didn't have the TNA. That you no, it didn't. Now. It was pretty blasé in comparison to this. When you've got you know, you know, stripper tits in the middle of the camera, <laughs> and you know, high school girls showering 
you know, like, and, you, and they're completely top to bottom nude, like no camera didn't pan away or anything like that. So, <laughs> so I listen, mean, I mean, this is this to, to me, like, <laughs> as I mentioned in the beginning, as I mentioned in the beginning, I've only seen this movie twice in my life. I saw it once when I was 13, when I was watching it, I'm like, man, I can't wait to like do this when I get to high school, me and my friends. And now I watch it as at the age of 37 and I'm just like, and I laugh and I'm like, yeah, I remember this is the kind of the dumb shit that my friends and I used to do. So I watched it on <laughs> like the both spectrums of my life. And this movie was dead center. You know, like I saw it as a teenager and I saw it now as, an, as a full grown adult. You So you can relate to and it. You, you always like relate to it. Nostalgia. And whether it's like, even if, even if yeah. you don't find this movie funny, it's, you could still relate to it. Like dumb shit yeah. that you and your friends did back in the day. And even if even if you can't relate as a person to this, you knew somebody who was doing that kind of stupid shit. Oh and God, maybe yeah. in high school you like, or maybe like in high school you saw that person and you're like, what a fucking moron. You kind of <laughs> shook your head and you kind of you laughed and you walked away. And like, you, but you like everybody in a modern high school setting knew this group of guys who was just a bunch of idiots with no regard for like their surrounding environment. And you know, it kind of it makes your high school experience that much richer. Like, I couldn't imagine being a high school student in 2023, given the sensitivities of our current culture, given everybody with arm with a cell phone camera, given everybody social media, like social media. Oh, no my God. When you, come home. You, yeah. you, you imagine if you try to stunt like any of this, these stunts in high school, you, you'd be all over Twitter in, the next, in, in half an hour, 45 minutes, and your life would be over tomorrow. I just I couldn't imagine being a student today and no granted there are still plenty of dumb kids in modern schools my mother used to be a school administrator at a middle school in the school district that bill and i grew up in she she has some wild stories about what kids who are 12 13 14 15 are doing in middle school that even we didn't think of when we were in middle school and mostly involving alcohol because kids are dumb but Modern movies just don't touch this stuff anymore. It's like we'll call it for toxic and if you want to go uh go that route. I mean, most movies today are you know superhero movies or you know half ass dramas. You don't get much comedy anymore. I don't think, at least. No, I haven't yeah. watched a, like a new comedy probably in five, six, maybe. Is there a new years. comedy? I mean, no, it's I mean, not funny. I mean, what's funny today? Like, you can't make fun of anybody today. Like. Not saying that that you know a Porky's yeah poke fun at some rednecks, but like didn't really make fun of anybody. But like you can't make fun of anybody today. You can't say something. You're gonna get more situational things are funny, like things with in laws and stuff like that can be humorous, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same as it used to be. No, I mean, and it really just shows. Um, I won't I won't call it a regression in our culture, but I think people take things too seriously, and. You know, but but a comedy like Porky's and some of the other ones that are coming down the pipe on this series of of episodes of the show, you know, make you kind of take a step back and laugh, actually get laugh for a change, and not just that you know preset humor in a Marvel movie, but like actually laugh at something funny, like a dick joke or a fart joke. Yeah, or yeah, a guy just... or go ahead, Bill. No, I was gonna say it's just it's. I I love dick and fart jokes. <laughs> that's just who I am. That's how that's, you know. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm not like I'm, a sick and twisted person, but I do find this kind of shit like the, all this shit funny. And like, I will watch it religiously. 
there's still some fucking movies that I watch today that I that I watched back when I was a kid. Like the, the, this kind of stuff, like Van Wilder, old school. You know, like it's just it, they're just funny fucking movies, man. Like that is just like like you said, Joe. Like, you, you can't you can't make fun of anyone or anything like anymore. Situations, yeah, sure, but there's you know you, there's there's a limit to that, and it's just like it's just it's just it's just supposed to be funny. It's just you just take a joke and like yeah. have a laugh because laughter is like the, the 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 I feel like the best medicine. I I remember my mom. Um, when I was in middle school, she was, she was coming home. She, well, she came home from work. She had a really shitty week. She came home late on a Friday. And I remember I had, I had, uh, just bought dumb and dumber on DVD. And I asked her if she wanted to watch it with me. That's a classic. And we watched cool, it yeah. and she laughed. She laughed the entire movie. And it was one of those things. I thought, I think she only had seen it like once, but anyway, like she laughed and like she, she would ask, she would stop and she would tell me to rewind because she was laughing so hard and so much that she would miss the next joke that happened, you know? And, but my point is, is that like, but at the end of that movie, my mom didn't fucking care. Like if, it, like if, if she was being offended by like, you know, Mary Swanson had like, you know, headlights, you know, like with a truck coming out of where Jim Carrey has that dream. No, she thought that was funny. And it's just, she just completely forgot about her shitty day and her whole week because like, she yeah. just had a good laugh and that's what she needed. But and I mean, everyone, like if everyone's sensitive today, I mean, like no one, no one, no one can take a joke. I understand there's, there's things that you can't joke about, but you know, sure, you still, you still need some dick and fart jokes. Everyone needs a good dick and fart joke. You do, any and and even so, like and even went into for and but even in this movie, like right, remember? Okay, so I mentioned earlier in the episode tonight that there was there's a low point in the movie where um, Kavanaugh's father was an abusive father and he beat up his son for losing a fight to a Jewish boy at school. Eventually, that Jewish boy Schwartz becomes part of their circle of friends and helps them achieve the goal of taking down Porky's restaurant or Porky's bar, titty bar, whatever you want to call it. And he ends up defending him. You know, they become friends because over this sort of this difference they had. Right. And, you know, so there is some good part of this movie that I think gets overlooked at times because We've uh, we've talked about some of the stuff that would likely get it you can today with the dick jokes and and the te- two teachers having sex in the gym at school and and the sheer amount of prostitution and just raunchiness. It does have some good parts to it that I think are getting overlooked here. And that ca- and the whole Kavanaugh you know storyline with Schwartz is a really nice one. And again, highlights the camaraderie of friendship and how friends go to bat for each other. And so. I, I don't want that to get lost in the fold of sort of this whole modern take on, you know, cancel culture or wokeness, whatever you want to call it. You know, there are good parts to movies like this. They're not all just humor, humor, dick, 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 fart, 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 ass, ass, tits. I mean, there are good parts to movies like this. And this one, I think, is sort of a good example of of how to weave it in right. It's the right it's, it's the right amount of gross shtick comedy that all of us like to watch with the nice balance of camaraderie and friendship that I think really sets this movie apart from some of the others that are coming down the pipe in this uh, series of shows coming up. So it ha- this movie, had I'll, wa- depth. I'll watch tomorrow. <laughs> this movie had depth to it. It did. It didn't have a lot of character development, but it didn't need it, but it had depth in, in theme. And that was good. It was, it wasn't a movie. Well, how many needed. sequels did it have? No, it had at least one. It, it had two three? sequels. There's I think two, there was yeah. a, Two years. There was a Porky's two and a Porky's three. It's called like Final Revenge, I think it was called. Porky's two and was called. Uh, I think yeah, I, I, 
the next day. Yeah, yeah I never saw Porky's three. I saw Porky's two. Second out. It's been a while since I've seen the sequels, but I, but it was funny. I watched this There's again. There's a fourth, but it's like an unofficial one from 2009. And then it doesn't count. Yeah. It's like watching Badder Santa from 20, like 10 years after the movie was made. Like, I'm not watching that crap. I think I saw Porky's 2 not terribly long ago, within the last couple of years, I think. I, I had seen it before, but I think I saw it again recently. I actually saw this movie not long ago. I watched it today again with having my lunch because it was fun. You know, I needed a good laugh at lunch today. And this, you know what? For my uh for my 98 minutes of, of runtime, perfect. And again, it didn't go too long. 98 minutes is more than enough time to cover this content. Just under a hundred. Over 90, perfect. under a hundred, perfect time. Yeah, it, it's in that sweet spot where like that they, they could have really overdone some of the jokes and it kicked us into like an hour and an hour forty, an hour fifty, or two hours. But it, but it wasn't so short where it's like things were incomplete. It was like right in that perfect window of time where every joke was funny, but it was but it was a complete joke. There was no like excess on the joke. That's a sign of a good joke. No excess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's uh that's all that I got for uh, for this episode. Yeah. So again, if you haven't seen it, see it if you need if you want a good laugh. I mean, it's again you could tell like how find five how, of your buddies, sit down with a case of beer, and have a good time. Yeah, I mean you could. Again, this movie did was imitated over over the decades, as we mentioned, like uh, American Pie, and then you know Animal House. Or no, Animal House was before this, but it's a good movie, good laugh. Um, Seventy nine, yeah. And it's yeah, I was uh, I've also read that it was the highest grossing mo- Canadian movie of all time up until my big grip fat Greek wedding came out. So that was a Canadian movie, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, so um, the more shit. you know, the more, there you go. See, you listen to the podcast, you'll learn something. Every day, homie. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Next week's episode, we are doing a movie that, you know, may or may not get made today, but they did make a sequel two years ago. We're going to be doing Borat, which is my <laughs> one of my <laughs> fucking favorite movies, funny movies. That movie Watch is that. comic gold. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll do that. Um, thank you for everyone who t- tuned in on Twitch tonight. Uh, thank you for everyone who continues to listen to us on uh, all of our platforms. That'll do it for this week. It was good seeing you guys. Go Sixers! Yep, likewise. Go Sixers tomorrow night against the the Boston Celtics. Uh, and and we, <laughs> Joe, you're up in uh, in Boston. How was that? How was today? How was the how was the media up in Boston over that last? Oh, night? they were. They they basically called the Celtics flat, dull, and lifeless. I was, we like them. I was sitting here laughing at my desk. I'll tell you what. I would be okay if I never saw the city of Boston win another championship ever again. People in Boston, Massachusetts, yep. in that area, we appreciate you guys listening to us. However so, you guys have championships falling out of your noses. Stop your bitching. Go birds. Yeah, the, the Bruins brought that stink right back, man. Losing to the Florida oh, Panthers. Oh, yeah. Damn. When they... When they lost in seven, oh man, that, that stink. That's why those people were nervous last and, night. That crowd was not amped up. That there was a I, nervous energy. In that I goal. mean, I w- I was in Boston for work yesterday because I do work in Boston. To our listeners, I I live in New Hampshire, but I work in Boston. And I was on the bus yesterday, and there was a lot of um, a lot of Sixers fans, surprisingly, in in Boston yesterday going to the TD Garden. Damn and, right. But oh uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I gave a, f- a few fist bumps on while I was walking. And um, but I definitely saw some relatively unhappy people <laughs> coming. 
I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Negative energies. Yeah. Not my problem. All right. Well, hey, thanks, guys. It was good seeing you. This is a great movie to get started on the stretch of movies. Um, again, go Sixers, and we will talk to you all next week.